Right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Fat Boys Fantasy Podcast. Uh, due to some technical difficulties, we have not been able to record the past two weeks, but we're back on track. Uh, we're here with the Double Bs, Brant and Bo, and we're going to jump straight into it. Uh, breaking news today came out. Uh, Tua will be the starter for Miami. Um, let's jump over to Bo. Bo, what do you think? You've been high on Tua. What do you think the impact of fantasy value is going to be over there in Miami? Uh, so Tua was a guy that I that I drafted probably much earlier than I should have in a dynasty uh, startup draft this year. I took him in the 11th round. Um, I guess I thought maybe he'd start sooner than he did. Um, but I, I'm just going to be the first one to come out and say I, I don't like this move for Miami. Uh, Ryan Fitzmagic, or Fitzpatrick, as he's known by his government name, has uh, been balling out this year. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the, the weapons around him have looked good. Um, granted, it's not a, a weekly thing where you're confident enough to start any of them on a week-to-week basis. Outside of Miles Gaskin. Outside of Miles Gaskin. Um, you know, you had Mike Jacecki, who was the tight end number one in week two. Um, he's in the top ten in tight end rankings this year. Uh, but he's been a disappearing act some games. Uh, Devontae Parker is a top 20 or top 25, well, top 30 receiver in fantasy formats uh, until he pulled a disappearing act this week. Uh, it, it's just uh, – it's hard to put a thumb on wanting to start any of the weapons because uh, you never know who Fitzpatrick is going to target from week to week. Uh, certainly don't know who two is going to come out and target. Uh, but again, Ryan Fitzpatrick is, has completed 138 of his passes this year for 1,535 yards passing, 10 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Granted, they're not sexy stats by any stretch of the imagination, but he's certainly getting it done. And Miami has, has looked um, – increasingly better even in just their last three games um the defense is performing granted they they shut the jets out but you know that's that's not really a really an accomplishment um but you know i'm definitely excited to see what tua can do uh, i think he's got a good good offense there around him uh unless uh fitz magic is just playing on an un, unreal level uh, i think tua is a better quarterback than ryan fitzpatrick he's got more skills available um the fact that he's a lefty I would think makes it would make it harder for defenses because that's not something that that many players would be used to. And he's um, a lot more mobile, a lot, very mobile. Uh, definitely a guy that you're going to see take off and scramble outside of the pocket as long as that hip stays uh, stays in in, uh, in check. That'll definitely be something to keep an eye on. But uh, for a fantasy aspect, um, I'm 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 going to stick to my guns here. I I don't think I'm a huge fan um, uh, as a Tua owner. I definitely want to see Tua you know, do well. I want to see uh, him come out and ball, but as a guy who would, who does own Mike Jacecki, who does own Devontae Parker in quite a few leagues. I own Preston Williams. Preston Williams. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure that this is the right move. Um, time will tell. I don't, I don't What are your thoughts on well, it? Well, outside of the fantasy, I don't know if it's a smart move anyways. Uh, Miami's sitting there in the, in the playoff hunt um, with Fitzpatrick. Um, so second I don't really their division. Know. Yeah, second their division. They're in the wild card chase. They're in the division chase. I don't know if it is a smart move, but if you're going to do it, now's the time to do it. They got two weeks to prep. Uh, God willing, let's hope that Aaron Donald don't get a hold of them in two weeks when they play the Rams because they do play the Rams, and that's a it's a decent pass rush. Uh, they also got Jalen Ramsey back there. Uh, yeah. So it could it could be it could be something to watch. I definitely would not. Start him his first week out, but I would maybe make a claim to let, go grab him if he's let, out there on your waivers. Let me let me ask you, uh, I guess, an even more in depth question, um, because 
oftentimes in the past when there's been a high-profile rookie quarterback drafted to a team, um, they usually get some playing time. But typically when they're sitting behind a quarterback who's doing well, it happens after an injury, a bad performance, um, something of that nature. Ryan Fitzpatrick just came out and had a good game, three-touchdown game. Uh, Tua came in late and completed two passes for for nine yards. What what is Brian Flores seeing that we're not? It's got to be something in practice, and uh, maybe they're just trying to avoid that letdown by their starting quarterback that you do normally see when a rookie takes over or a backup. Uh, maybe that's what they're trying to avoid. That way they can stay in that playoff hunt. Who knows? Uh, it's something to watch, something to definitely pay attention to. Um, Williams, I think, will end up, in my mind, I think he gets a little bit of a boost with Tua. Tua does like to push that ball downfield, and if Williams can get them jets on it, it could be boomer bust play for him, but it could be a good good, good for Miami. I, I'm going to go out and say that the first couple of weeks that, that Tua is the starter, I actually believe that Miles Gaskin and Mike Jacecki will get the boost uh, being safety valves for a young quarterback. Um most most times you see a rookie quarterback come out, they target the back a lot. Uh, not not necessarily a rookie, but just look what Andy Dalton did his first time starting in a couple weeks. Ezekiel Elliott had tons of targets in the first half until Andy got a little bit more comfortable, which I'm not sure he ever got comfortable. He, he looked like he was seeing Sam Darnold's ghosts out there. <laughs> that, um, he, yes, that he was. But, you know, the, the quarterback position, especially with a guy who um, – up until last week, hasn't had uh, game time, live game since, since November sixteenth. Yeah, November sixteenth. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see what what players uh, benefit from Tua. Um, it's player? definitely a situation I'd keep my eye on as a fantasy owner of Miami players. Um, and again, as a Tua owner, I'm definitely going to be um, watching that game uh, a little more meticulously than I would probably under different circumstances. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I sure hope Miami can come out and beat the Rams. Obviously, that would help me as a Seahawks fan. Um, but uh, look at look at this year's rookie quarterbacks. Burrow's come out. He's had great games. He did have a letdown. What was that, Pittsburgh they played? Baltimore. Baltimore, Baltimore yeah. Uh, he had a letdown against Baltimore. Uh, he picked it back up against Indy this week, which he looked really good against Cleveland this upcoming week. Uh, he looked really good against Cleveland the first time. And Herbert came out of nowhere. Everyone everyone shot him down in the draft, said he wasn't ready, wasn't ready. And he come out, he's looked really good for the Chargers. Her, so, Herbert's on pace to win Rookie of the Year this year. I agree. He's on Him pace. or C.D. Lamb are C- the two. C.D.'s been uh, effective too, but uh, typically with big awards like that, they, they typically go to the quarterback position. And Herbert's done enough to earn it. I mean, he's got to keep it up, yeah. but he's done enough to earn it. Let's jump in. We're talking about C.D. Lamb here. Let's jump into the Cowboys. Let's talk about how the how Elliott's fumbling issues this week. He had two this week. He's had four on the season. Every single fumble that he's turned over has turned into points for the opposing team. Uh, the Cowboys' offense did not look good. They did not look in sync. Obviously, it's week one with Dalton um, all over. Uh, Elliott did get a lot of targets. Once again, the fumbling issues. You saw Tony Pollard come in, and uh, the third string running back also came in. Um, let's see. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to go out and say it on If I'm Mike McCarthy – uh, who I believe is coaching for his job. He could be. Uh, well, let well. me fir- let me first add, Jerry Jones pay Dak Prescott his money. Right. It's very obvious that Dak Prescott was the heart and soul of that team because I'm look- not a Cowboys fan by any means, but that man is your offense. Pay, pay him; he deserves it. Um, but anyway, yeah, getting back into it, Mike McCarthy. Uh, they're one and five. Um, two, two and four, two and four, two and four. They, they are two and four. They're number one in their division. 
They, and they've not, <laughs> which is sad, but they have not looked good. Uh, Arizona just dismantling them the way they did this week. And they just uh, Arizona just had a rough game the week prior. It, 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 it's not a good look. Um, Mike McCarthy's he's coaching for his 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 career here. Uh, if he can't turn it around and gets fired uh, and gets sent home from Jerry's world, uh, coaching opportunities may be bleak moving yeah. forward for him. So would it be, uh, Walker, in your mind, completely crazy to see Zeke get a smaller snap count for Tony Pollard? Or uh, is it? Is it? am I just being asinine, it's Zeke, Zeke's got to get the ball? To me, if I'm Mike McCarthy, and, and it's not that Zeke's fumbled just once or had multiple fumbles in a game, Zeke also fumbled twice against the Atlanta Falcons defense, who is suspect this year. Yes. Um, Something's got to give there. I don't know if Zeke needs a fire lit under his butt. Uh, I have no clue. But if I'm Mike McCarthy, I consider sitting Zeke. Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. I think uh, I think a lot of pressure of that game was on Zeke's shoulders. He thought that you know it had to be him or nothing. But Zeke fumbled four times coming into this year total. He's had four turnover fumbles this year. Um, maybe the pressure's not good for him. Maybe it's just, you know, time for him to take a step back, let Tony Pollard get in, let – be a two-down back. I mean, he's still a horse. He still can get it done in two downs. From a fantasy aspect, if you own Zeke, you can't sit Zeke, obviously, unless something dramatic happens and he gets a much significantly reduced role. You can't sit him. Better go uh, pick up Tony Pollard if something if, happens. If I, if I was a Zeke owner, I would be a little bit concerned by the fact that the Cowboys were on the one-yard line um, for what? What? How many? How many plays did they get there? Five or six plays from the one yard line, and Zeke got the opportunity one time. One. one. But what you do like to see as a fantasy owner is all the targets that went to Gallup in the red zone. Uh, they definitely love that fade route. It didn't work. They did draw a couple pass interference, but once again, it's not going to Zeke on that one. And you knew you needed that touchdown to even consider having a shot at being near in the game or making it look a little better than it was. Yeah, Zeke. With the exception, really, of just this week, Zeke has been a guy that's done pretty much what you've expected of Zeke. Um, you know, he again, he was very underwhelming this week. Uh, it, it's not something I'd necessarily sound the alarm on unless, like I said, that there is an opportunity that Mike McCarthy sits him a little bit. You know, Zeke is still the number two running back in PPR formats. Um, and one of his fumbles last night, um, if you watch the game at all, uh, Andy Dalton threw a pass to him that Zeke had no clue was coming. Uh, he caught it. I don't which think I, anybody knew it was coming. Uh, yeah, I don't think so, <laughs> except for except for the Arizona secondary, obviously, because yeah, yeah. they made a play on the ball and Zeke fumbled it. Again, he got hit before he was even turned around from catching it. Uh, really, it was kind of a good, uh, kind of a, a low probability catch, and Zeke Zeke made it look pretty easy. Um, but I, Zeke's Zeke's the type of guy who's going to work on his craft. He's going to get this figured out. He's not going to allow this to happen. Um, Going forward, I wouldn't think. But if it does happen, just be mindful that if you need to scoop up Tony Pollard if he's available. Uh, if you have Zeke, you may you may want to even try to trade for him if, if he's not available. Because if Zeke keeps fumbling, it's going to be an issue. And Mike McCarthy, again, coaching for his career, is going to have to look at, at minimizing turnovers. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and we've already touched on, we'll go to some other some other performances this week. King Henry, Derrick Henry looked phenomenal this week. He got some catches. He had some big runs, two tutties. He definitely looked like the Derrick Henry to win you fantasy leagues. Um, you know, I, I 
I'm going to steal the show a little bit here, and I'm going to talk about my Atlanta Falcons uh, team who'd had a disappearing act the, the previous week. Uh, you know, Todd Gurley came out. He carried the ball 20 times. Um, Gurley, Gurley didn't wasn't spectacular. He had four targets, three catches. Uh, Calvin Ridley was another guy who came out and wasn't spectacular this week. He's still the number one receiver in PPR formats, though. Um, you know, seven targets, six receptions, 61 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, and then the one that's the most shocking um, that you got to love to see, whether you're just a football fan or a fantasy fan in general, is Julio Jones getting himself back involved. Uh, Julio uh, found the end zone this twice. week. He found it twice for his first two touchdowns of the season. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he had 10 targets, eight receptions, 137 yards, 17 yards per catch. Uh, it definitely would appear that Raheem uh, Morris, the interim coach over in Atlanta, has said to Matt Ryan, quit being cute with the football. You've got Julio Jones. Let's use the man. Uh, and again, uh, that's another name you gotta you gotta talk about here, and you gotta you gotta be mindful of. Is Matt Ryan came out and silenced a lot of cr- critics this week? I would say I'd be one of those. <laughs> he, he completed thirty of his forty passing attempts for three hundred and seventy-one yards with four touchdowns, and the man ran the ball four times for wow. eight for eight yards this week. Minnesota, that they, was up they, in Minnesota, they, and that's not that's not a bad defense, not a good defense, but. It's a decent defense there. So, yeah, definitely definitely looks like the Falcons are back in their offense. They get uh, – I believe they go back home this week against uh, – let me look here. We play this week the Detroit Lions. Yeah, absolutely. Matt Ryan could ball out. That's not a secondary that's all that great. Uh, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Cal, really start your Falcons this week. Start your Lions this week because Falcons defense still – Allowed after getting three interceptions, they allowed Kirk Cousins to still steal the show there. Uh, Justin, Justin Jefferson, Jefferson was yes. the was the big one who benefited from that. Uh, he had eleven targets, eleven targets. What did he have Kirk the week Cousins. prior? Because I know he had a down week prior. He, the last he, so week three against Tennessee, he had nine targets. Mm-hmm. Then he went down to back to back games with five, five. That's it. And then he got eleven. He caught nine passes. For, are you ready for this? Buckle up. 166 yards and two touchdowns. He did have two. Uh, yeah. Huge beneficiary of the weak defense there uh, in Atlanta. And Justin Jefferson is another name. Um, You're not going to find him on waivers, but you might be able to get out there and maybe trade for him. Um, he, he's another name that you got to – if we're talking about C.D. Lamb, you got to yeah. bring up Justin Jefferson, Absolutely. who's ranked higher in, in – fantasy formats than C.D. Both Lamb of them is. are solid. Both of those two, C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson, both solid flex starts. Wide receiver starts, wide receiver two starts for uh, bye weeks coming up. Like this week, you got uh, Baltimore, so you got Hollywood Brown out. You got Minnesota's on a bye, so you got Thielen. Well, Jefferson's on a bye, too. Uh, Indy's out. Uh, I don't think there's really a receiver to talk about there in Indy. Not yet. And Miami's out. Um Again, we're once again don't not not too sure about Miami's receiving court right now. I'll go from one rookie right to the no, another uh, Walker, uh, Ceh Clyde Edwards Elaire came uh, out looking like he was fighting for his he, job for real. He said, "You're gonna you gonna, you guys are gonna draft me in the first round and then go trade for Le'Veon Bell. Let me show you what I can do. Twenty six rushes, one hundred and sixty one yards." Four catches, eight yards. The man had a great game. Got a called touchdown back. That's his third one of the year that has been called back on penalties. He's finding the end zone. 
And some of those penalties are questionable. I mean, he yeah. doesn't have the touchdowns, he's, but his plays are being called back, not by him. He's got one touchdown on the year. Uh, if he had, say, even four or five touchdowns, he'd be in the conversation for the best running back in fantasy this year. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. And he's getting to work. I don't think Le'Veon Bell is going to take as much work from him as people are talking about. Obviously, Le'Veon Bell will have an impact there. He'll take over uh, the Williams role. As the number two, I think CEH is still the back to own there. I still think he's a running back two flex start. Um, Listen, I don't know if you'd be too comfortable putting him as your RB1, but who knows? Maybe he'll come out this week and show it up. Let me play devil's advocate here uh, in just a second. But before I do, uh, the reason I brought up CEH, again, another name, the rookie running back class this year, for the most part, has been underwhelming. Would you agree? I agree. You got Dobbins, who's done not done he's much. He's had, what, a couple touchdowns in the game, making him look real good. First week he had two against the Browns. Other than that, well, he's – Last week he's, he had two he's, on the goal line. He's he's just – he's been underwhelming. DeAndre Swift uh, really expected him to have a bigger role. Uh, Until get, this week he really wasn't involved. Yeah, he's had a couple touchdowns through the air. Um, yeah. A lot of targets around the goal line, which is nice to see if you're a, a, an owner of Swift. Um Clyde Edwards-Elair is, is pretty much the shining star atop of the um, running back. Uh, the drafted running back. Yes. So, with that being said, um, devil's advocate here. Uh, I think Le'Veon Bell is going to come in and put and put a hurt on Clyde Edwards-Elair. Listen, you don't sign a guy like Le'Veon Bell if you don't intend to use him. The Jets used him. It was just un- unproductive. He was behind a terrible offensive line. He put up good numbers last year. Uh, he just didn't find the end zone. Uh, I think he found it four times in the entirety of last year. One through the air, three on the ground, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and it just made him look like he took a step back. Really, he didn't take a step back. He still had uh, amazing numbers uh, behind the, the 29th ranked offensive line last year. Um, disgruntled with the Adam Gase uh, situation there, which who isn't? I mean, uh, how do you how do you fire Le'Veon Bell and not Adam Gates? That's, yeah, that's 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 a that's a head scratcher there, uh, and it's not the first player he's chased out of town. No, uh, there's been some other big names, but we'll leave that for a different day, different time. Uh, I, I I do think Le'Veon Bell is going to come in and have some sort of an impact. I don't know whether it'll be they trade series is where one's a three down back for one series, the next is the next. I have no clue. How that's gonna gonna work? That'll definitely be another thing to keep your eye on um, there. If you either own Le'Veon Bell or own Ceh or both, or both, uh, you know it's it's gonna be interesting. Could they could they make that to where a, a Nick Chubb Kareem Hunt role? It's definitely possible. You definitely have Clyde edwards Hilaire runs fairly similar to Nick Chubb. Uh, Bell can do some of the thing, same things that Kareem Hunt can do. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, again, uh, it's a situation that if if you own anything, any stock in, in either of those two guys, you're going to watch that game just as much as I'm going to be watching the Miami game when Tua comes out. Yeah, uh, It'll be interesting to see. Definitely. Uh, Adam Gase, let's talk about uh, another guy he ran out of town was Kenyon Drake. Don't be fooled. He had a 69-yard touchdown run. He looked decent. Decent. He did not look all that great. Um, Score would be a lot higher for him yesterday if he didn't drop, what, two or three passes yeah, that he should have caught there definitely early. Definitely should have. Um, don't, don't be fooled by him. Still keep him in the flex consideration. He's the guy you drafted early. If you if you got him, you got to run with him. Um, Especially if you traded Alvin Kamara for him. Well, let's not talk about that. 
So let's get into some injuries that happened this week. Uh, you saw Miles Sanders go down. Uh, he's definitely, they've, I think, already ruled him out for Thursday, if I'm not right. mistaken. Yeah, I believe you're right. Uh, Zach Ertz went down in that game also. He's out, I think they said, one to three weeks. Uh, Joe Mixon went out. And Joe Mixon I, went out. Uh, he tried to come back in, and I think he went back out of the game at the in the fourth. Uh, Raheem Mostert sounds like he's heading out to the IR. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are some big names in fantasy uh, that were. Mark Ingram. Oh, Ingram. Mark I did, Ingram yeah. got hurt as well. I, it, what, what his timetable for return looks like is uh, I'm not sure. Um but that's that's a reason again. I've I've got uh, J.K. Dobbins as a possible breakout candidate moving forward. It looked like uh, watching the game. Uh, they gave a lot of touches to Gus, Gus Edwards. Edwards. Also, uh, look for both of them out on your waivers. Um, Dobbins, I don't know if he'll be out there. Gus Edwards probably will be. Let's talk about some other waiver claims to possibly put in this week. Um, Baltimore's on by, which means uh, Mark Andrews is out. Walker, I think before we get into the uh, possible waiver claims. I think you ought to let everybody know what we what we're going to name this segment and the reason behind the the segment. Oh, uh, we're going to name this our uh, value menu, the value menu of the week. Uh, this will be our waiver claims. We're going to name it. You know, value menus. You only find them at them fast food restaurants. And we are so. two fat boys, so we're some fast food connoisseurs. <laughs> so, with that being said, let's get right into let's the into uh, value menu plays of the week. Value menu plays of the week. Uh, uh, Boston Scott out there. He did not look good in week one against um, – who did they play week one? I missed that. But they played the Giants this week, so that's a pretty, pretty sharp defense. Um, he should be able to step in. Oh, they played Washington week one, which would be a, a reason he was down. Sure. Um, but, yeah, they get the Giants this week. It is a Thursday night game. Not a whole lot of people like to start Thursday night players. But if you got to, you, you may have to plug Boston Scott in. Corey Clement is another name that might be – Getting some touches back there. Uh, both would I'd probably put in flex consideration. Um, uh, Giovanni Bernard will probably step in if Mixon has to miss. Um, not really sure how he performed. I didn't get to watch a whole lot of that game. Um, if you're uh, if you're out looking for a tight end, uh, was it Fitzker? Is that how you say it there in Fitzker, Tennessee? Because yeah. it sounds like. Um, Oh, why can't I think of the name? Johnny Smith. Johnny Smith we might be missing this week. So Fitzker could be a good fill-in for you. Uh, Rodgers there in Philly is another tight end with uh, Zach Ertz missing. Uh, I'm not sure uh, Goddard's um, stretches uh, when he gets to come back. So both of those tight ends could be in your consideration. I believe Mr. Finley does have another hometown boy. I do, yes. Uh, another Staying at the tight end position even. Uh I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name because I'll butcher it. Uh, he went to the uh, SHG in Springfield, Sacred Heart Griffin, yep. uh, and then went on to play college ball at uh, my favorite college team, which is Mizzou. Uh, Albert O. Uh, Albert O. also had, uh, which I think is worth mentioning, uh, played his college ball some all but one season with Drew, Drew Locke, Locke Absolutely. who he got drafted by Denver uh, to be reunited with Drew Locke. Um, Obviously, Drew missed some time, whatever. Uh, Noah Fant's out right now, and I believe we'll miss more time going forward. Uh, Albert O got his first taste of game action this week. Uh, had six targets, so Drew Locke was looking for him. Granted, he, he only reeled in two of them, 45 yards. 
but it's it's a it's a name to watch and a and a pairing to watch moving forward because there is some familiarity there. Especially uh, with, I mean, you're you're talking this week. You may have to plug him in. You got Miami, got Gasecki on a buy. You got Mark Andrews on a buy. You got Herb Smith Jr. there on a buy, and you got Indy's tight end core there on a buy. So definitely, Albert O could be a name to get out there, plug him in if you need to. He may not be the star stud that you're. Relieving him for, but he definitely could be a nice bye week fill in. The the there's one more player that I definitely want to talk about in our value menu subject, uh, and he's he may not be a guy that's available on waivers uh, in in a lot of uh, leagues. If it's twelve man league, bigger league, he's probably not going to be. Uh, he's been kind of underwhelming at this point, but uh, I'm going to bring him up. Devin Singletary. Uh, Devin Singletary plays the Jets defense this week. Uh, Devin Singletary has had had some really nice games this year. He's found the end zone a handful of times. Uh, no, I, he's found the end zone once. Uh, he's getting a lot of targets, uh, which it was not what happened last year. Uh, and a lot of people thought Zach Moss was going to take a lot of those targets. But even when Zach Moss was was around, he was getting targets, which I, I didn't didn't know about until I looked up Devin Singletary this week. Um, but against that Jets defense, I, I definitely think there's a good chance that Devin Singletary finds the end zone this week. Um, definitely going to get some more targets. Um, I, he, he, to me, he's a guy that if you have him, I would I would throw him in at a flex spot. If he's on your waiver, I'd pick him up because if he goes off this week, he's not going to be on the waiver much longer. Um, it, he's a guy that I would definitely be interested in, in owning. Uh, if you do daily fantasy sports lineups, yeah. he'd be another guy I'd consider plugging into daily. Absolutely. Um, He's going to be cheap, uh, but it, the Jets' defense is terrible, and Buffalo's running the ball quite a bit. That they are. That they are. Um, and now the value menu uh, guy I want to go down to is Jermichael Hastings there in San Francisco. He only played 20% of the snaps. He had nine attempts, which is more than McKinnon had. He had 37 yards, one target. Uh, Mostert looks like he's heading to the IR. He had the 49% of the snap count. Um so, uh, Jermichael Hastings could just step right in there. Uh, it looked like McKinnon had a rough rough go. He had six attempts for 18 yards. And Hastings, like I said, he went nine for 37. He definitely could step in and and provide a lot of value for the Niners, which then, again, if he provides that value, he's not going to be on the waivers much longer. But he's definitely a name to look at. And if you got a spot, I would bench him, stash him. Tevin, Tevin Coleman, the other high-profile name there in San Francisco, was also going to be out. It looks like through this week, too. They're going to try to bring him back next week. Um, so, Jamichael Hasty could be a guy that, that you could pick up this week and plug in your lineup if you got running backs on a bye yeah. and uh, could could definitely fill a role for you there. It'd be something like to, definitely something to uh, consider there. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I'm going to bring up – Another uh, guy, I don't know if you'd necessarily plug him into your value menu for this week because um, the team is going into a buy. Um, but I'm, I'm going to read some stats here to you, Walker, and I, I want you to tell me if you can name this player. Okay, so the first one I'm going to na- name to you or read to you the stats. 219 passing uh, attempts this year, 15 touchdowns, one interception, 1,699 yards of passing. This is an MVP candidate. And they're going into a bye. This 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 one is not. I'll get into the bye player stats here in a minute. Oh, I couldn't even tell you. That that, that's be. Mr. Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to read you the stats of another MVP candidate here. 169 passes. Completions, these are. Excuse me. Uh, no, they are, they are attempts. 19 touchdowns, 3 interceptions, 
1,502 yards. That's old Russ, isn't that's, it? That's, that's Danger Russ. Danger Russ. Which border. brings me to this guy that a lot of people are hating on this year. Uh, part of it's probably for good reason. Uh, this, this quarterback has thrown 198 pass attempts, seven touchdowns, six interceptions. Both of those numbers are woefully underwhelming. But he's got 1,598 yards. Okay, this team's on a bye week this week. And I'm thinking this guy's going to have a second half resurgence after the bye. You're talking Kirk Cousins? I am not talking Kirk Cousins. Oh. Okay. Talking about taking your canoe out and floating it on the old P River. Oh, true. That's a, that's a floating trip. You might be on your own there, Philip buddy. Rivers. I might, be barking, <laughs> I might be preaching to the choir on my own here. But again... The yards are right there with two guys that are MVP Absolutely candidates. Absolutely they are. The passing attempts are right there with two guys that are MVP candidates. The touchdowns and the interceptions are what's hurting him right now. And a, a good part of that is because he doesn't have any weapons. Mo Ali Cox has emerged this year as a potential weapon. Um, you know, uh, I believe Trey Burton. Trey put Burton in some had two touchdowns. One, One of them was, was rushing. rushing. Yes. Um, T.Y. Hilton's been a disappearing act this that year. That he has. That he uh, has. They also lost, what, Pittman to injury. Pittman, and then yeah. um, uh, Paris Campbell, another yes. guy who was uh, expected to have a huge role, has been out since week one. Mm-hmm. So how much of this is is Phillip Rivers not having weapons to throw to? Um, I, I think I think second half of the season, Phillip Rivers is a guy that would be a, a would be a solid streaming option for teams that don't have a good quarterback. Definitely. You know, uh, I'm, I, I'll, I'll talk about myself. Um I, I put myself behind the eight ball with the quarterbacks. I went young in a dynasty. I drafted Drew Locke, uh, Tua, uh, and uh, that was pretty much where I was at. Drew Locke got hurt. I scrambled. I picked up Baker. Jimmy uh, G. Baker Mayfield was underwhelming for me, so I played the waiver wire again, picked up Jimmy Garoppolo on his week where he got benched at halftime with 74 yards passing and two interceptions, uh, and I lost because I didn't have a quarterback that week. Um, then I traded for Cam Newton this week, who was not great. He was okay. Uh, but Phillip Rivers is a name that I, myself I might have to take looks at this year uh, if Tua or Drew Locke or Cam don't come out and just start putting in some work and making it hard to sit one of them. Um, I, 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 Phillip Rivers is my second-half value menu okay. pick. Uh, I, so who, you, who do you – if he's going to be your value menu – where do you go with his receiving option that's going to have to help him out? I think Jonathan Stewart and Naeem Hines are going to benefit immensely in the second half. This is a team where um, if you've owned their kicker, you've been increasingly happy. Uh, <laughs> oh, hot rod. Goggles, Rodrigo Blankenship uh, has been the um, – Number three kicker. He's been the uh, the lucky beneficiary of the porous red zone offense that is the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I look for the running backs to start getting involved in the passing game in, inside the 20. Um, I, I think Jonathan Stewart – or uh, Jonathan Taylor, excuse me. Jonathan Stewart blast from the pass. Jonathan Taylor and uh, Naeem Hines uh, will benefit uh, along with the tight end positions. Uh, I do expect to see some games from either T.Y. Hilton or, you know, whatever uh, Walmart cart, cart boy that they can end up rolling out on the field to uh, – to get some production out of, but I think Philip Rivers is a guy who uh, has done it a lot in his career. Uh, never, never taken his team to the promised land for say. Um, the Colts thought they were one piece away from getting there. They have a great defense. Um, 
really a pretty good team on paper, uh, and Phillip Rivers has been holding them down to this point. So I do think Phillip Rivers comes out in the second half, and uh, I think he, he puts his stamp on that team this year, and uh, I think they turn it around. I, that's, I mean, that's a good call. I mean, I didn't realize the stats were all up there. Um, I started in week one and then completely fell off that canoe. Um, I didn't like where it was going with it, but um, yeah, he definitely could be a value the rest of the year. Uh, another value is uh, uh, he's not really a value. Most people have started him all year. Joe Burrow, he looked good against a tough defense. Um, any other quarterbacks you'd like to mention to go forward the rest of this year or running backs? Um, it, the quarterback position is tough because you either have a great one or you're streaming options. Yeah. Um, again, you know, the rookies, if you have Justin Herbert, you've got to play him. Um, if the rookie is available, I'm going to make a bold claim here. Pick up Justin Fields if he's available. I think Wentz ends up getting benched at some point this year. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, excuse me. Justin Fields will be drafted this year. Good call. Jalen Hurts, yes. They're already starting the dynasty draft already, huh? Uh, Jalen Hurts, <laughs> yes. Jalen Hurts is one that I would – He I did would, get some work this he, week too. Yeah, I would keep my eye out for him. I don't I don't expect Wentz to finish it. Uh, we'll see how much slack and, and rope they give him. He's not looked good this year. Um, I'm sure he's one good game away from everybody saying, I forget what we were talking about, which is, yeah. is, is possible. Um, but that's, that's another one. Um, Teddy Bridgewater has been looking he better had, each week. Yeah, he's looked good. Uh, he had a rough week uh, against good, good, Chicago. Good defense. Good against defense. Chicago this week, he did have a rough, bumpy week. Uh, still was able to put in some work. Um, but, yeah, he definitely, definitely looked good coming up. Uh, Bridgewater's another name. And Carolina pulls New Orleans this week. Uh, you got Lattimore there. Um, it could be a bumpy start to start him, but definitely could be a good streaming, decent streaming option if there's not much on your waivers. Let me, let me ask you on the flip side of that game. Drew Brees is a guy that's been drafted and owned in a lot of leagues. And still is. Nobody wants to drop him because of namesake. What, what do you do if you have Drew Brees and that's your best option on your team? I, in my opinion, I would start looking for waivers. I mean, Drew Brees has done it for years. Um, and I'm not saying he can't do it, but he hasn't. He's got Michael Thomas back. He's got – He hasn't had Michael Thomas back to this point, though. So, is yeah. that is that a possibility for him slipping? It could be, but week one he still had a rough time there against Tampa Bay with Michael Thomas. Well, but they had see that what corner. Tampa Bay just did to Aaron Rodgers, too. Absolutely. They put a hurt on Rodgers. And uh, Rodgers isn't a guy that you're going to sit just because of that bad week. No, absolutely not. So, New Orleans, uh, Drew Brees, um, maybe try to keep him on your bench. Um, I'm not a fan of normally riding two or three quarterbacks. Uh, but I definitely would look for a streaming option. Uh, they got Carolina. Carolina's defense has been decent this year for how young they are. Um, they can get after the ball a little bit. Um, maybe put them down. And, I mean, that's a, that's a pass-friendly division there with Atlanta and Carolina and New Orleans. And who am I missing? Tampa. Thank you, Tampa. That is a very pass-friendly division. So, Drew Brees could have a resurgence. I don't see it. I think his age has shown this year. Um, but once again, it's, it's, a it's a shot in the dark there. Uh, Ryan Tannehill there in Tennessee has done really good. If you want to talk about other quarterbacks that nobody thought would be fantasy starting relevant, uh, Tannehill's done it. Uh, Wentz, 
or uh, Deshaun Watson looked good this week. Derek Carr. Derek Carr looked phenomenal. Derek Carr is having a, a career re- resurgence this year. Now, I don't know if I'd be starting him this week against old Tampa Bay, but Derek Carr is definitely a name to look at. Um, yeah, Derek, Derek Carr really, uh, in the last several years, has been a an afterthought uh, of a player you'd consider starting, but he, he's he's putting his name out there this year. Uh, the addition of Henry Ruggs looks to be doing him well. Um now that's those were the games. If I'm not mistaken, he did struggle when Rug was out. Yeah, yeah. So again, maybe having that deep ball threat, uh, and it, of course, when having a having a tight end like Darren Waller definitely Absolutely. helps Absolutely. quite a bit too. Um, let's go out. Let's stay with the Raiders. Uh, Josh Jacobs is a RB one in my mind going forward. Completely, um, I know people were down on him a little bit. I think I think Jacobs turns it back on. Now maybe maybe you got one more down week against Tampa Bay, but Josh Jacobs there at Vegas is another another RB one. You can't bench him. Yeah, I mean he's outside of week one um, where he came out and looked fantastic. Uh, he's had several down weeks. If he doesn't find the end zone twice on goal line work this last game uh, prior to their bye this week. Uh, it's a, it was another bad week for him. Uh, uh, Devontae Booker and Jalen Rashard got s- uh, several uh, yeah. uh, stints in, in the backfield there. Um, Booker broke the 50-yard uh, rush, uh, which was funny to watch because owning Josh Jacobs, I was yelling at the TV, but then <laughs> Jacobs is telling John Gruden on the sidelines, I'm ready to go back in, coach. Uh, he doesn't want to lose his role. No. Nope. Um, but it, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out going forward. I think Derek Carr coming out and, and starting to be better will take a lot of pressure off of Jacobs. It'll take uh, take defensive players off the line. Uh, he should have some more open lanes to run through. So we'll, that'll be that'll be something to, to keep an eye on moving yeah. forward. Uh, we want to jump into some of the week get, week seven games. Yeah, let's, let's let's talk about some games that we'll could start, have some we'll big fantasy right impact. On, uh, we'll start Thursday night football. Uh, Thursday night football not the greatest of matchups this week. It might be fun to watch. You got the New York Giants at Philadelphia. Um, I think you start Carson Wentz this week. I think he's a good starter this week. Um, uh, well, that if you, Fulgham. If you're going to go with Wentz, that Fulgham has done phenomenal the last two weeks. That's another name. He's only owned in about sixty percent of leagues. Surprisingly. Fulgham out there. Philadelphia's receiver. Yeah, they're scheduled to get Deshaun Jackson back. But it's Deshaun Jackson, the same person he always was. They're still missing Jeffrey. They're missing Ertz. They're missing Goddard. They're missing Sanders this week. Greg Ward's another one that's looked pretty nice there. Um, And the Phillies defense, I think I would go out on a limb. Phillies defense has been putting in a little bit of work. Um, I think they'd be a good start against the Giants. Once again, a lot of people don't like to start multiple players on Thursday. I myself will be starting Fulgham. um, And I may end up having to play Wentz this week. I'm just going to wait and see. Um, it's got a low scoring over under. It's only forty four points is the over under on that game. Um, as of right now, it may go up. Uh, do you see any Giants players that you'd be interested in starting? Boy, uh, at all this year, <laughs> Evan Ingram would be about the only one I'd consider for this matchup. Um, Danny Dimes is going to have to figure it out, or his his replacement's going to be coming through the draft this year, uh, which may be inevitable anyway at this point. Uh, Devontae Freeman. Another name if you got running backs on buys uh, to keep a look at. He's he's done okay there. Um, no, there's really not anything I, I like about the New York Giants offense. 
Well, then we'll jump into the next game. Uh, one of the 12 o'clock games, Central Time, is the Bills and Giants. Or <laughs> the Bills and Jets, I apologize. Uh, start your Bills. Start, start your start Bills. Start all of your Bills. Um, Every one of them. Jameson Crowder has put in some work. He had a little down week this week. I think he still finished with 15 PPR points, I think is what it was. Um, he'll be a tough start this week. He draws a pretty good corner in... Um, why can't I think of Tredavious White. Tredavious White. He draws White. So it could be a tough. Uh, Flacco definitely likes to target him. He's had double-digit targets almost every single week that he's been healthy. Darnold is possible to return this week, so that's, that's something some. to monitor, too, because that will change your implications of fantasy a little bit. Absolutely. Um, if you if you Again, if you're hurting for a running back, Frank Gore did all right last week. Frank Gore had 14 points in PPR formats. He caught the ball. Um, ran it okay as well as anybody could behind that terrible, um, terrible offensive line. But it looks to be Frank Gore's backfield moving forward with um, a little splash of uh, Michael Perrine. Yes, but it's just going to be a little splash until either a he takes off or Gore takes off. One of them, one of them may take a little more work than the other, but um, it's Frank Gore's for now. Jet, uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. On the Jets' offense, the really the only thing I'd be interested in starting at this point is Jamison Crowder until Absolutely. I see more. Uh, if you got to take a deep dive at tight end, uh, Chris Herndon put up a goose egg last week. Uh, keep an eye on who's starting there. Um, Herndon is a guy that has shown the skills, but they've been keeping him in to block a lot, so I don't know. If you absolutely got to, he'd be a decent little streamer. Maybe he finds the end zone for you this week because I don't, I don't know. Uh, we could jump into the Browns at Cincy. Uh, last time we had what? Both Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb were both relevant in that game. I think Mixon had a down week there. Uh, Joe Burrow looked phenomenal. Uh, my Browns, the Browns to start this week is OBJ. Yeah. Um, Landry seemed to be uh, emerging as Baker's favorite target for the first half of that game. Um, start your hunt, start Jar- your OBJ. Jarvis Landry's been kind of a ghost, though, yes. relatively speaking, yes. outside of that week. Um, so Austin if you Hooper hit, started getting a little Austin Hooper's gaining some traction. If you have Jarvis Landry, you can't sit him. you right. got, you got to give him a chance. Um, uh, Hunt, obviously, you can't not start. If Mixon's healthy, he's a start. If Mixon's not healthy, I'm probably still going to go ahead and let Giovanni Bernard get some flex action. Absolutely. Um, uh, you, you roll over to the you roll over to that Cincy side. I say you start Burrow, you start T Higgins. Yeah. Um, anything else? It's a must must start in that offense. Yeah, I, the Cincinnati uh, offense is definitely going to take. Um, Outside of T. Higgins is going to take some some time here to de, to uh, decipher. Uh, you got John Ross coming out today requesting a trade. That's crazy. Uh, AJ Green has looked disgruntled. Uh, Tyler Boyd's not come out and said anything, but his targets are up and down weekly. Uh, it, it's something to take to take a look at and wait to see what the clarity uh, moves on that. So for now, uh, I, I'm starting Joe Burrow because he has. Found a way to get it done. Yep. Uh, he only, I, he's only had one down week. And that was against the good Baltimore defense, yep. who's had several quarterbacks look silly this year. Yes. Um, I'm also going to start whatever running back is there, just because it seems that Zach Taylor is a fan of getting his running backs involved. So that uh, on the Cincinnati side, that's that's where I'm at for the time being. 
All right, let's jump into the Lions in Atlanta. Um, that's going to be a high-scoring game. Start everybody on both sides of the ball. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Galladay should come out and have a, a very, very good game. Uh, Julio, obviously we saw this week they want to get him the ball. Start from Matt Ryan. It'll be, Todd Gurley, what do you think? It, I think Gurley gets gets it done this week. I think Adrian Peterson gets it done. Uh, Does Peterson I, or Swift take it? What do you I, honestly think? I still think Peterson's going to get the bulk of the work. Okay. Uh, Swift may be the one that finds the end zone, but I think Peterson will get the bulk of the touches. The interesting thing for me as a Falcons fan that I can't wait to watch this week is our former number one cornerback, Desmond Trufant, is now on the opposite side of the ball with the Lions. So Trufant's going to be tasked with either covering Julio Jones or Calvin Ridley, whichever one Jeff Okuda does not cover. Um, so that'll be interesting. There'll be some extra uh, uh, jawing going yeah, on. Yeah, there'll be some extra on that in that uh, game, on that matchup. Uh, so that'll be something I'm definitely interested to keep an eye on. But you start everybody you have on either side of the ball. There's really no defense available on either side there. Play everybody. Yeah. Let's jump into a game that that I, I'm really interested in. I don't really have a whole lot of fantasy on my teams uh, with these teams. Uh, Pittsburgh at Tennessee. You got Pittsburgh's good run-stopping defense. You got King Henry over there coming off an amazing performance Obviously, I don't see Henry getting 200 yards, two touchdowns again. Um, but once again, he's done it three times in the last. He's done it once, what every year in the last yeah. three years. This is a game. If I was to be betting on it, I'd probably have to try to look at the under. I don't know what the over under is for that game. But, I don't have that. Uh, right now. There's two really good defenses going up against each other this week. Uh, high profile uh, offensive players on both sides of the ball. You got Tannehill. Uh, you got Derrick Henry, uh, AJ, AJ Brown. Brown. On the other side, you got Big Ben, James Conner, Juju, Chase Claypool. Uh, definitely. James Washington came out this week and saw some targets too. Deontay Johnson's supposed to be back. Oh, okay. Uh, so that that's a that's another game that I I uh, I'm same way with you. I don't really own much on either either aspect of those teams. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with those two decent defenses. I think you start both defenses. Yeah, there's definitely you, there's definitely arguments that could be made for that. I Absolutely. definitely agree. Um, Seattle, Arizona, that's going to be another high-scoring game. Two. As a Seahawks fan, I hope that Tyler Lockett comes back. I think Peterson will probably shadow DK. We already saw DK take advantage of the New, New England defense. Um, obviously, you can't bench – you can't bench DK. You can't bench Lockie. You can't bench Russell. You start them all. I think you start everyone on Arizona that has been relevant. Your Murray's. You got to start Drake. Start him. DeAndre Hopkins. I know you hate to hear this, but is going to be online for another huge game. Yes, absolutely. Uh, they're, they're, uh, now, now keep in mind we get Jamal Adams back. Jamal Adams will make a will make a difference in keeping him out of the end zone, perhaps. Yes. Uh, that'll be a great safety matchup between Jamal Adams and Buda Baker. That'll Absolutely. be interesting. Um, but I, I, I think I'm with you here. I think anybody you've started in the past for either of those teams, there's no reason to bench them here. Yeah, keep those defenses off the off your fantasy teams. Yeah, you no, don't want no. to start. Arizona did have a phenomenal defensive performance this week against Dallas. I do not see a repeat in that. They are a defense that has stepped up. It has been fantasy relevant. Sure. Russ has gotten it done. Uh, both both defenses will probably cause at least one or two turnovers. They, uh, But I don't think they're going to be hugely relevant to change it. If you need a steady defense, Arizona would be my pick in that game. Offense in that game is where I'm at. Defense is not on my radar for either of those two teams at this point. Oh, let's Speaking of defense, let's talk about the 49ers at New England. Both have very good defenses. Uh 
49ers struggled, what was that, two weeks ago. They looked good this week against a tough Rams defense. They did not let Arnold Don- or Aaron Donald get back there, who's had seven and a half sacks this yeah, year, yeah. which was phenomenal to see them actually keep him, keep Jimmy G pretty safe there. Uh, what what do you like in that? I like both defenses. I think I think that's another low scoring game. The, I, I like both defenses with the with the exception that Cam's going to find a way to get Cam points. Yeah, um, that's kind of been the focal point of that offense all year round. That the front the front seven there and and uh, San Fran's beat up. Uh, I, I I stay away from New England receivers. What do you think of James White? He came out seventeen or fifteen points PPR this week. He he saw some targets. What do you think? Yeah, I I don't expect that to change. James White's a low flex player for me. Is Uh, that the only running back in New England you would consider? Yes. Okay. And this week, yes. I I think he's the only running back there really to consider Uh, at all. Again, San on the San Fran running back side, I'm going to bow out of that backfield. uh, Until there's some clarity, there's so many names there. There is. Uh, There's so many names out. Hastings now poking poking his nose yeah. in with Kennan. Kittle, Moster. you have to play. Kittle. Kittle's a not, yeah. no doubt about it. Uh, I'd probably consider Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk guys that I'd, I'd want to leave out there. But, again, somebody's going to have the unfortunate pleasure of drawing. Um, I'm, I'm having a brain fart here, but the, the corner in uh, uh, New England. Um, my goodness, we're both having brain farts Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Uh, you all know who he is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Debo, Debo getting involved in that running game has looked phenomenal. Um, so definitely, I would keep Debo. Ayuk kind of. With Ayuk's been hit or miss. Yeah. Uh, Kittle, yeah, it's it's mainly it's Kittle and it's Cam for me yeah. uh, in that game that I would would I I would have to start. Uh, let's go. Let's go down to the Sunday night football. I know we've skipped a few games here. Uh, Kansas. Well, we can talk Kansas City, Denver. What do you think of that game there? That's a. <sighs> Obviously, the Kansas. We're not even going to talk about Kansas City because if you have Kansas City offensive players, you're playing them. Yeah. McCall uh, Hartman pulled a disappearing act this week. Demarcus Robinson seemed to take a few uh, catches. I believe Sammy Watkins will be back this week. Okay, okay. I believe um, so. Again, San Fran or Kansas City. You know what you have on the offensive Absolutely. players there. The only thing I'd keep an eye on is the Bell and uh, Ceh deal. But again, that's if you have either one of those guys and you're in a spot where you have to play them, you have to play them. You have to. You have to. You have to. Uh, and if the, you got both, uh, would you consider playing both week one or would you just? I'd start the one who's got it done for me at this point. Clyde edwards Hilaire would be my starter. Okay. Uh, Bell definitely. would be on my bench until I saw what I had in him. Definitely. Definitely. Um, on the other side of the ball, though, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens on that backfield with Melvin Gordon getting the DUI. Um, the the Broncos are not going to discipline him, but we'll, we'll wait to see what the NFL uh, execs yeah. do. He may get some suspension time. Um, Drew Locke, if you own Drew Locke, he's going to be playing from behind would be my guess. He's going to have to throw. So he should probably put up the yards for you. I don't know about the touchdowns, and there'll probably be an interception or two there. Yeah. Uh, so realistically in that game, I'm going to say it again. If you have Kansas City, you play him. If you have Denver, uh, I don't know. I, I think you bench Judy this week. Um if you you're probably in a predicament to start one of those running backs, uh, Drew Locke definitely would be a, a streaming option for he me. He would be yes. Um, and also, if he's on my bench, I'd consider him. It depends on what your other options are. Sure. Um, let's jump into Sunday night football. Not a whole lot to talk about. You got Tampa Bay at Las Vegas. I mean, you saw Vegas tear it up against Kansas City, but then you just saw Tampa Bay destroy Aaron Rodgers. Um, <laughs> yeah, I again. I, if you've got guys in the, on either of those teams, the odds are they're studs. 
you've got Mike Evans, you've got Chris Godwin, you've got Josh Jacobs, you've got Henry Ruggs, you've got Darren Waller. Ronald Jones, don't forget Ronald Jones. He's been tearing it up. You're, you're playing anybody you have in those games. Um, uh, uh, Tampa Bay's defense, I definitely would go ahead and continue yes. to start. Yes. Um, now let's, uh, since, you know, you got your studs there, you got to start your studs. Let's jump into Monday Night Football. You've got, uh, this should be a very good defensive matchup, I would assume. It's, you got Chicago at, L, uh, at the Rams. Um, you start both defenses, definitely. Um, Allen Robinson, you have to start. Monty, you're probably in a predicament to start him. Um, I, if I if I was a Monty owner this week, uh, man, it, <laughs> it would be tough for me to start him against that Rams defense, uh, even more so with the simple fact that that is the Monday night game. Um, and I'd have to set other running backs in favor of him. Uh, if I have other options on my on my roster, I'm looking at them very very thoroughly. Um, if you're in a position you have to start him, then again you have to start him. I don't expect a lot of production from David Montgomery this week. Uh, careful with your Rams wide receivers. That secondary in Chicago is very good. Yeah. Um, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, uh, Van Jefferson, and Josh Reynolds. Um, that's that's a tough secondary to play. I would lower your expectations, but you're probably in the predicament like me. I have to start Robert Woods. I love Robert Woods. Uh, Cooper Cup, you're probably going to have to start. Uh, let's go in and uh, let's try to decipher this Rams backfield. What do you think of that? Yeah, if I'm if I'm in a position where I'm I'm sitting at a spot where I have to own if you if you give me uh, Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown, or Cam Akers, and you say pick one and own them for the future, it's going to be Cam Akers still Absolutely. for me. Um, you know the guy the guy put up huge numbers at FSU behind a questionable offensive line his whole career there. Uh, the injury I think is really putting him behind the eight ball this yeah, year. It, it is, and Sean McVay, uh, even when Gurley was there. Um, has had other running backs get involved. Uh, don't get me wrong, when Gurley was putting up his MVP-type uh, seasons there, you, you just didn't hear about it. But uh, it definitely appears that it's a running back by committee. I don't see a way you start one of those three unless you're in a serious position. And then if you have if, – if you're <laughs> if you're unfortunate enough to have all three, put three names in a hat, pull one out, and plug them in. There's no rhyme or reason as to who, who to expect to go off that week. Uh I, I don't I don't see a, a, us getting a defining answer anytime soon, so it's just going to be one of those situations where you you monitor monitor uh, and uh, evaluate week to week there. So let's talk about some fantasy MVPs for this week. That, that you, what you think might be your top scorer this week? Um, I'm going to go out and I'm going to go and I think Matt Ryan is going to be. Probably the top could be the top scoring quarterback. Uh, it was good to see him, you know, use a little scrambling, um, get the ball out there. He gets Julio back. He gets the Lions defense once again. You got your uh, true fonts on the other side, so there's gonna be some jaw yeah. in there. It's gonna be and some there, fun. And there's definitely a fire lit under Matt's butt yeah. at this point. So uh, I, I'm gonna go out and I think I think Matt Ryan is my fantasy MVP this week. That's yeah. That's how could you go wrong with that? Uh, I, I'm gonna say a name and I. I expect this name to uh, to continue where he left off. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, uh, Alvin Kamara is uh, uh, is a, a guy that that again is going to come out and put in work against Carolina. Um, Drew Brees, we talked about it, I mentioned it earlier. He's showing his age a little bit this year. He doesn't have the arm strength that he used to. Uh, so I look for 
Kamara to, to be on the receiving end of a lot of dump offs again. And he's a guy that when he gets the ball in his hand in open field, he makes guys miss. They, they uh, so if he's able to find the end zone um, this week, uh, it's definitely somebody that I would say is an MVP. I'm going to go out uh, a little wide receiver action. Kenny Galladay. I like Kenny Galladay. I'm sticking with this Lions-Atlanta game, obviously. Uh, Kenny Galladay, I like to get back on track with Matthew Stafford to get back to his name reference. He was a top 10 wide receiver last year, and I look I look for this week for him to get his legs back underneath him and get, get going again. Uh, what, what, do we, what do you think about a tight end this week? I, I, there's a lot of good names gone this week on buys. So I know a lot of people out there. What do you, what are you thinking of a possible tight end? I mean, obviously you got your George Kittles out there that's probably going to stud it up. You got your Travis Kelsey's. So so you're what so you're asking me for a, a value play on a on a tight end. Absolutely. Well, uh, value play on a tight end is tough because the tight end position is a position that you either have a good one or you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're looking for for a possible value play, um, again, if he's if he's healthy, Jared Cook in New Orleans, oh yeah, uh, yeah. has been a guy that Drew Brees has looked a lot, especially in the red zone. Uh, you know, Kelsey and Kittle, no brainers. Uh, I'll stay, stick a little bit with that game um, that you've been uh, so in love with, but uh, T.J. Hawkinson mm-hmm. and uh, Hayden Hurst would also be two names that I would look at for this week. Um, just because of the simple fact that there's no defense there again. I'm going to throw a waiver claim out here and a tight end that you might be able to pick up. Um, It's very difficult. Will Disley may be out there. He got involved before Seattle's bye week. Um, They got a bye week. He's back to healthy. Uh, Will Disley might be a name to look at and possibly plug and play if you have to. Um, He found the end zone uh, week five. Um, Look for Will Disley out there. Guys, uh, good luck this week in your fantasy. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, look forward to hearing from you. We have a Facebook page, Fat Boys with a Z Fantasy Podcast. Look us up. Yeah. Add us. Uh, be sure to ask. Drop any questions. Start sits. We'll try to monitor it through the week. Uh, any questions you want to see us talk about on next week's episode, uh, just be sure to, th- to throw us a line on there. Let us know how we do. Anything you want to hear us talk about, uh, be sure to reach out and, and give us some feedback. Absolutely, absolutely. That will that'll conclude the second episode of Fat Boys Fantasy. Uh, let us know. Good luck this week, guys. And stay hungry.